Tune in to Idiocy every day, week, month, or whenever we release. We talk about nothing for a second, minute, hour, or longer than you think is possible. But we're here to do the impossible. Cause I'm a hope, he's Walt, and it's time for the Holden Walt Show. Yeah! Hello! Hello. I'm going to have a sip of my beverage. I have a beer. Ah, I have a beverage as well. Uh, it is... Um, a cup of tea. No. Cup of coffee. It's uh, hot water and ginger cordial. Have a bit uh, of a, a boo-boo throat, sore throat. Oh, no. Yeah. Yep. I just got over one of those. Yeah, and a blocked ear. Oh. So I, I lay in bed today. Most is of that the day. why you've read like I uh, watched three movies today? I, I've I watched one movie today, um, but over the course of the last week, I've watched a, a couple. Okay, okay. Uh, you might notice here I'm I'm in a new room, so we've not spoken for quite a long time because I've been doing a lot of work on the house, and this is one of the things which has come of it. I've created a new room, uh, mm-hmm. my office room. Very nice. It's looking all blurred. I don't know how you did that. It's quite a cool paint style on the walls. <laughs> I don't know how to turn that blur off. Um, oh, oh my goodness. Oh, I can see you in full screen now. Oh, how did you do that? I just clicked on your face. This is this is quality, uh, quality. <laughs> this is quality, yeah. <laughs> quality podcast content. Um, I wanted to kick off the episode with... Uh, Thank you to everyone who continues to listen to the podcast. Uh, <laughs> we haven't released an episode in a while. Uh, life is getting busy for one Mr. Seb um, as he uh, prepares for the new arrival of a, of a young Sebelina. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if it's a boy or a girl. Uh, no. I don't think you guys know either. Nope, not yet. Right, right. Uh but yeah, people amazingly keep listening to the podcast. Uh, Do they? Yeah, yeah. It's it's um, an enigma. Listening to us <laughs> rambling on about rubbish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so thank you, and uh, I'll I'll uh, update the the website. Yeah, it's um, yeah. Life's been very busy. My end. Uh, just. Yeah, preparing for the house and preparing for the arrival. They're due on the 15th of November. Uh, it's currently the 27th of October, so... Wow. Very yeah. soon. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I think your time is going to be quite limited after that arrival, so... Uh... Well, I don't know, not necessarily. I can always break away. I mean, it's a good excuse to get away, to come and... Uh... <laughs> right, 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 okay. I'll be taking those first two weeks, paternity, and then... And then um... So in those first two weeks, we can record loads. Yeah, loads. Yeah, I'll have loads of free time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah but Exciting, it's been, though. Yeah, it's been very good. Um, the reason we've been rushing so much to get everything done is Charlotte, you know, is in, the, I think they call it nesting. She wants everything done basically a couple of months ago. Um, so mm-hmm. it's just been balls to the wall, trying as hard as possible to get everything finished. Well, uh, we've just done to so give a much. bit of 
Yeah, you have to explain what you've done besides, you know, baking bread and sour, making sauerkraut and all oh, that sort things. of thing has all fallen by the wayside. I haven't made bread for a while and oh, I do keep up the kefir and I've been making a bit of sauerkraut, but yeah, those things have been but you've you've done you've done a, a baby room, you've you've uh redone the entire bathroom that had mushrooms growing out of the carpet because the Yep. Just to remind well, we, yeah, people. we basically cut the bathroom in half, and yeah. some of it is now the room which I'm in, which is my little office room. Oh no way! Tiny. It's literally one point two meters by probably about two and a half or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, just enough room for me and a few of my bits and bobs. And then yet yeah, the bathroom. So we've completely removed everything that's in there. So we've had to start that all fresh. So we've got a new bath, new shower, sink, toilet, all that sort of stuff, which we've all put in our self with the help of my dad uh oh and then yeah we had to sort of renovate renovate the uh main room and what is now the baby room so strip off all the old wood chip wallpaper Mm -hmm. uh sort of fix the walls underneath get all the electrics redone in the house um all the new plugs get four new radiators upstairs uh painting new carpets all that sort of stuff millions of shelves charlotte loves shelves before, about two weeks ago, I'd never put a shelf up before. I've put up about 20 now, so... Blimey. Yeah. Shelf pro. Good job. Uh, could you come over and put a couple of shelves up in, in my room? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my place. Do, do you need a masonry jo- drill? Uh, you do, if you're dri- drilling into solid wall. Well, you just need use your normal drill with a masonry bit, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, my drill is not very good. And Charlotte wants me to put up a... A coat hanger in the bathroom, oh, yeah. but but the the wood is like fire door <laughs> wood, and I don't have a drill that would be strong enough. So I think I just end up. You, you know how uh, if you don't get the angle correct on the drill, you just sort of end up drawing a smiley face or a frowny face. It can walk the, on uh, you, yeah. Yeah. Just... Yeah. Uh, well, uh, that's what I'm worried about. Um, you could um, use some strong glue. I'm not a good, uh, well, yeah, I'm not a good uh, DIY candy man. <laughs> hey, yeah. did that? I see what you did there. Yeah, yeah. you gotta, you got to use your level, put in your first hole, level it up and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. You can do it, Alan. I believe in you. I'll, I'll get a better drill, I think. It's an electric one, not a plug-in one. Mine's electric, just a handheld. I have a DeWalt. It's very good. Oh, okay. Well, maybe maybe I shouldn't be so terrified. But having good bits, having the right bit is important too. Mm. This isn't what people come to listen. <laughs> no, no. What 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 have they come to listen to? Maybe maybe our introductions of each other. Your 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 beard is looking uh, immaculate as ever. It's actually not. It's a good job. It's not high def this camera because I'm a bit scruffy at the moment. We've not really had a mirror in the house for about two months, so I don't know what I've been. I look like and. And that's that's also from seeing Candyman as well. Yeah, yeah. Took them all out. Uh-huh. You got Candyman fresh on the brain. I literally just finished watching it. Like the new one? 15 minutes before we started uh, recording, I finished uh, watching it with Charlotte. Yeah. New one or old one? New one. Then the Jordan Peele uh, sequel. Which came out. Well, you say Jordan Peele. Recent. It's not Jordan Peele. You should give the. Jordan Peele was the director. I'm um, not director. The producer. Oh. You should 
You should give the actual director. Directed by Nia da Costa, actually. Yeah, Nia da Costa. Screenplay by Jordan Peele. Right. And produced with help by Jordan Peele. But there are actually other producers on it as well. Yeah, okay, fair enough. I was wrong about that. What did you think of it? I liked it. I, I think it's good. It's a good film. It's just, in terms of horror, it wasn't what I... I wasn't, like, terrified to my bones. I think... Right. Um, there were some really gruesome elements that, you know, is common in horror, such as, like, someone picking at a scab or mm, maybe... Yeah seeing holes in skin lots and lots of holes that was that was pretty gruesome and uh a little bit of gore as well with uh someone placing a hook inside a, another person's stump right. that was brutal yeah uh but as a whole like normally there's a kind of it, my my impression of a of a horror movie is there's this kind of building tension and a bit of cat and mouse. You're not sure what you saw, um, and it develops over the course of the movie, and you see more. Um, and I thought, I it just wasn't scary. Mm-hmm. The there was there was more of like a drama horror in it, in the sense that despicable things happen to innocent people and that was the where the horror lay rather than the actual like framing of of things or what did you see or what did you what what do you think you saw so were you hoping to be scared when you went into it i i actually was i was hoping to be terrified uh i since um since so i i, I watched uh Hellraiser. Oh, you've been a busy boy. Earlier this week, yeah, in preparation for Halloween. Um, I I don't remember that one being too scary either. That's more just like a... That's extreme ham. You know, it's like a really, mm, really finely smoked ham. <laughs> uh, it's just, you know, you you can tell it's... I don't know. That one was also not scary, no. Just weird and quite comical. And I think it would have been more fun watching it with another person because you can laugh together at how ridiculous certain things were. It's, it's, it's very over the top yeah. and, yeah, pleasures of the flesh. And... Yeah. yeah. It's just but... sado, it's sadomasochists from another dimension. Yeah, it, it doesn't really make much sense. But um, Candyman makes a lot of sense you know, the things that happen in it uh, is quite realistic. But I just think that the horror is really, you know, the scene at the end where, uh, with with trying to avoid spoilers, but, like, someone is... You're in, you're in a position where the police are going to uh, abuse the situation um, to keep their jobs. And that that was like a dramatic horror in the sense that it's just horrible it's just and it's too true to life well it's just true to life it's that that's what got me it felt more sad than horrible yeah i don't i mean i don't know if it's it's designed to be an out and out 
scary movie. It, it's sort of um, a social commentary. Uh, I mean, all horror movies are, t- to some degree, allegorical. Mm. But it's kind of a social commentary in the wrappings of, of, a, of a horror movie. And I think in a horror movie it does work because it, it is gory. Horror movies don't necessarily have to be edge-of-your-seat scary. No. It's more I... gruesome and it's... Um, and it's uh what's the word it's like Candyman. the movie's been around for so long it's almost like a legend in real life you know if you if you yeah. went into a mirror in real life and um into your bathroom and turned the lights off and said Candyman three times you probably would freak yourself out even somebody like me who doesn't believe in that sort of thing um yeah when i i think i was i must have been 10 or or nine years old and we heard about that you know you say candy man in front of the mirror and actually you know i think i was just brushing my teeth uh staying over at my grandmother's place and she told me about candy man oh really? you know if you say candy man <laughs> i was like what like <laughs> yeah yeah I'm, I'm not sure what my what my grandmother is uh <laughs> she's trying to help me you know get get to bed on and did you try it yeah, 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 I did. I wonder what the rules are, because obviously we've said Candyman more than three times mm, um, mm. during this conversation. Do they have to be right next to each other within a certain time frame? I think I think so. Um, although in your webcam feed, uh, you know, your background is blurry because you've got that blur on, but there's something in the background that okay. keeps, like catching it, the, the software recognition and it's like flashing into frame oh my goodness um there's like a white pale top and uh, then, uh, uh it's going now can can you see it yeah in my little thing i can see it when the uh, yeah, yeah yeah yeah. there it is there it is it's got the body of a cello the, it could be the candy man <laughs> emerging but yeah. the the deaths are pretty cool in it because the whole movie is about um an artist and mm. You know, it was a little while ago that I saw the movie, but the deaths are kind of like paintings in and of themselves. There's one woman uh, who gets killed and she gets smeared up against a glass and then she gets dragged across it and her blood is left behind like a like a Japanese paint stroke or something like that. Yeah. Um, and the, as I think you mentioned in an early episode uh, of the Holt and Walt show, that there's a shot of a paintbrush stroke mm. um, as, he, as he's drawing his, or painting, I should say, his first new art piece that he hasn't, uh, that, well, he hasn't painted in a while. And that perfectly mirrors um, the, the death of that person. And it's also sort of about the weird subjectivity and sort of pointlessness of trying to be a critic um, in the art world because nobody likes his art. And there's there's mm. a there's a prominent art critic who kind of writes him off and says it's it's um, rubbish. But then, well, are as there soon a number as, of people that just say, "Oh, you know." Yeah, but as soon yeah. as he gets his art gets some notoriety because it gets tied to these Candyman killings, yeah, all of a sudden he's the big thing, and and the art suddenly has a deeper meaning, and it's kind of like saying, "Well, um, that sort of critique is kind of meaningless in a way." And you should kind of just, or is it saying that the art is pointless? I think what it's saying, and this is very on the nose, 
Um, it's just that the 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 art critic world is extremely vapid. In, yeah. In in the, in the in top echelons, I would imagine that it's sensa- It's a, a new form of sensationalism. Like you get sensationalist headlines, so of course you're going to get sensationalist like art pieces, and his artwork, you know, is based on fact. It's based on history. And he wants to do a piece about it because he thinks that it's important to 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 share this information. Um, but he's also kind of using um, a little bit of that uh, sensationalism to drive some interest in his work because he can't he can't quite think of something. Um, it just captures him. But then when he tries to tell the story and he's he's found something that he wants to talk about. Nobody cares about it, like because it's long gone. You know, it's like oh, it's fifty years old. This story, who cares? But as soon as people start dying again, it's not that they care about the actual his history behind it. They just care that it's in the news and it's making yeah. headlines, and that's depressing. <laughs> But you're right. From the horror point of view, it it's quite restrained. You don't. It's one of those kind of. What's in your imagination is worse than what you can be shown, kind of thing. But sometimes you do kind of want it to just go show you a little bit more. I, I felt. I I don't know. I I think I think what I I should have done is seen the first one, um, because I felt it showed a little bit too much. And the, it showed it too much in the first killing and then drew back. Right. Um, and I thought, just because of my rig- rigidity when it comes to horror movies, like I have an impression, <laughs> like I would, I would have done it the other way around. So how do you want to rate it? I mean, giving it a square out of 10 is maybe a bit of a weird thing to do for us, I- but... I I I think so. I um I you know just reading through the Wikipedia stuff. It's like these people put their heart and soul into these things, and because <laughs> because uh, the the movie is very like um, uh, much about the art critique world. I'm just thinking, you know, people work really hard on these things, and then suddenly they're just labelled with a oh it was a it was a it was a <laughs> eight out of ten <laughs> like a like a B, like a grade B, and then, you know, put that on the shelf. What's the next one? Production. If, if it makes you feel any better, Alan, it's very unlikely that our review is going to end up on the Wikipedia page. So <laughs> don't worry too much. Okay, okay. I would say I would say the Holton Walt stamp of approval. It's yeah. a good film. I just, if you're expecting to be scared, you know, for, for a true, ho- for, a, for a Halloween movie gruesome like ooh, you know grit your teeth mm-hmm. uh, i wouldn't say it's on the halloween list but it is a horror movie yeah it's not a halloween style movie it's yeah. too i don't like to say it it sounds a bit naff but it's, it's a bit too highbrow for a halloween movie like i think halloween movies almost need to be a bit schlocky or yeah. they, they need to have something like that to, I mean that it's too much. It's about race. It's about the art world. It's about all that sort of stuff. The original Candyman is probably a bit more Halloweeny. I think. 
Um, yeah, which I isn't to say that it's schlocky. It. Uh, it's just it's just got a bit more of that kind of feel to it. Oh God, Tiffany, there's poo all over the carpet and on my work clothes. Is this you, or maybe you're Tiffany? Then we've got the product for you. This is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to get yourself some sham poo. The only poo that isn't actually poo. The butterscotch flavor instantly soothes and contains any mess when ingested. Use it to feed your dogs and your children simultaneously. And watch as their poos come out sparkly clean. No mess, no tears, no fear, and no pain. Only poo. Shampoo. And now for your hair. What's not to love? Because it's not poo. In fact, it's a sham. Poo. Get yours now. Warning. Always read the label. Bottle and butterscotch flavoring sold separately. Ask your vet before applying to children or grandchildren. Not suitable for indoor use. Please use in a well-ventilated area. Mm. It's speaking of Halloween movies, um, which interestingly, uh, there's a connection with uh, with Candyman is Hellraiser, uh, and this is the, the, the old Hellraiser. Uh, I I think there's a new one coming out. You mentioned. Uh, yeah, there is. A, I've watched it. It's already out. Oh really? Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, so Hellraiser. The original is based on uh, something uh, done. That's so vague. Something but isn't it done. by Clive Barker? He wrote Clive Barker the yeah. novel. He wrote the book, or, or whatever it was, and then he decided to make the movie, and it was his directorial, you know, film debut. Um, yeah. So I think that's so, why it's a bit trippy. It's extremely trippy, but. Clive Barker also wrote the short story that Candyman was based on. Oh. Yeah. Hey. So. Got a Clive um, Barker theme. Yeah. I. Didn't know that. I really. I enjoyed watching Hellraiser. Uh, so it's from 1987, right? It's, it's your typical Halloween movie. Um, but what makes it smoked ham uh <laughs> is that it's british like i think that the budget is not quite there in are, the a- in- are the actors british i can't remember it that well no they sound american right um but can i can i just try and see what i remember that it's sort of yeah, like yeah it was, it's, it's been a while since i saw it it's sort of it's kind of about a guy who has spent his life seeking pleasures. You know, I, I think he's quite wealthy and he's sort of exhausted all possible pleasures which he can find via human, you know, normal earthly means. And there's this box which legend has it opens up a portal or unleashes pleasures of the flesh. And I, I don't know if he's a masochist already or not but he takes this box and you've got to do something with it to unlock it and um it sort of opens a portal to the other 
to another dimension where all these weird Cenobites, they're called Cenobites, is that right? Yeah. And yeah. Pinhead, Pinhead, the classic image that most people would know from Hellraiser, this character with loads of literally needles just sticking out of his face. Yeah. He's sort of the head Cenobite. Yeah. And they're all about, they're not, I don't know, are they evil? I mean, they talk about pleasures of the flesh, so in a way, they enjoy what they're doing. Yeah, so in the movie, Pinhead says something like, um, where pleasure meets pain. Yeah. Um, so you could imagine that they're sort of demons, you know, masochistic or sadist. Both, you know, th- th- those kind of demons rolled into one. It's just the movie is all of the characters are so one-dimensional and everything has to be one-dimensional for for the logic of the movie to progress. It's so bad that it's quite good, but not if you watch it alone, <laughs> which okay. I did. I yeah. think I think it's it's please watch it with another person and you'll have a hilarious time. Um Characters' motivations are so stupid, um, and a lot of things have been sort of ham-fisted in mm. uh, to stay true to the book, even though it just there's not enough time to develop it on screen. So all of the things you're saying, like there's a guy uh, who's exhausted his like um, he's looking for pleasure in all in ev- everywhere, and he's exhausted his opportunities on earth and he finds like a a box those are alluded to but there's no development towards it um it's just kind of told to you straight to the camera by the center by the cenobites (laughs) um and the cenobites say stupid things like uh one of the main characters is trying to escape them and she's trying to use the box as a Rubik's Cube to send them back to hell. And (laughs) Pinhead goes, no, don't do that. Like, in in that voice, in that cadence. Yeah. And then, well, I can't tell you whether she succeeds, but it's just like, (laughs) you'll you'll laugh, I I think. Uh, One of the most... One of the most hilarious things. I don't know if you remember this, but there is a homeless man in the movie um, right. who who's just not related to the story whatsoever. And he and the, the daughter of the main characters um, sees him once on the train, and then he comes into her place of work, which is um, an animal. Uh, not an animal shelter, but a place where they sell pets. Um, and he puts his hand inside a cage of crickets. Uh, the crickets climb on his hand and he starts eating <laughs> the crickets for no apparent reason, only right. to just, you know, to be, gr- for, yeah. to be disgusting. Yeah. At the end of the movie, he turns into a giant skeletal dragon and flies off. <laughs> <laughs> like the, the, there's no logic to it. There's no yeah. It's it just must, it probably means must mean something. I think in the book it's probably a bit more fleshed out. Um, 
fleshed. Nice. Yeah, yeah. The costumes are pretty cool, though. They do all look gruesome. Yeah, I I would say it stay. It's in that sense, it's a true Hollywood movie. Sorry, a Halloween movie. Yeah. Um, they really put a lot of effort into old style. Is it prosthetics or like special effects? Props? Yeah, prosthetics. Yeah, prosthetics. Yeah. Well, all all of that. Yeah. You've got like bodies that are just turned into chunks of flesh, and they're yeah melting and being drained by like destroyed by acid and things like that and you've got dimensional beings that don't really make sense but are hilarious and you can basically you can kind of see the animatronic like all right movements (laughs) and it's quite hilarious yeah um yeah the the new one's pretty pretty good um did that come out just this year yeah, it came out a month or two ago, I think. Um, yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, the story is pretty basic. But when when the, uh, at least in the first half, when the Cenobites and the portals open, it is pretty gruesome, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to a satisfying level. I wouldn't say it was scary, but it, it is fun seeing that. The, mm-hmm. the second half of the movie, or sort of the final act, goes a bit weird and it, it um, isn't that satisfying it goes a bit run-of-the-mill kind of movie it 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 sort of turns into a bit of a a slasher almost yeah where you have a main character trying to escape and suddenly it's no longer scary because you're rooting for a person who eventually gets the upper hand against these people these sort of demons and the trouble with that is like the main character gets the upper hand you know it's no longer about uh, yeah. being the mouse in a cat and mouse thing it, it, there's no more suspense I'd say and it becomes a bit too earthbound and all a bit because you want, you want you, when you're watching a Hellraiser movie you kind of want that weird stuff um, but overall yeah. I, I think I enjoyed the new one I think and it yeah the modern day special effects definitely help it as well oh really okay so does it use uh, like prosthetics uh, yeah. as opposed to cgi oh okay. not much cgi yeah yeah and it, and it's kind of a a similar thing um so i can't remember what it's like in the original but in the new one you've got this wealthy guy who's found the box the rubik's cube box yeah and it's got seven different um shapes to go through mm. and once you've unlocked the last shape then you will be given some kind of reward by the Cenobites. Is that in the original? Well, it's... it's No, they don't reference how many dimensions there are. Or um, how many shapes, yeah. Yeah, the, the box just kind of moves. You press a button and it will move by itself. Yeah, that's um, that's kind of like what it is in the new one, but you have to move the shape, move the box, a bit like a Rubik's Cube, and then once you get it in another position... It will take some of your blood, ah, and then it, okay. and then it, and then the Cenobites come and take you, and then they drag you off to hell. Um, nice. So he, so- he, so he's got this cube, and he's made other people do it so that he can have the final form. That makes sense. And then he gets to request. There's, there's all these different things that you, there's like seven different things which you can pick from as a reward. 
Mm-hmm. I can't remember what they are, but he picks one which is something like sen- sensation or or something like that. And it, what he's thinking is it's actually going to be a proper reward and he's just going to spend the rest of his life in constant pleasure sensation, basically. Yeah. But the Cenobites, they're up to their tricky things and it, you know it's like a it's like the monkey paw yeah careful what yeah. you wish for so he he asked for something but they flip it on him and it's some weird contraption that they put on him which basically just eternally uh causes him constant pain as it twinges with his nerves on some weird thing yeah so i imagine what i really liked about hellraiser is it's very imaginative in terms of the costumes and the way these Cenobites look. Uh, some one one of the characters has their neck flayed open. Yeah. Um, and so I imagine that's probably what is similar to what this guy, the main character, has requested. His reward. Well, what it actually is, is it, he's got this weird um, wheel sticking out the front of his chest. And it's got his nerves, like, you know... Oh. Through through your through like the center of your bone, you've got a nerve. Yeah, it's got nerves like that, wrapped around it. Oh, and every, like every minute or something like that, it will just turn and churn and pull his nerves out. Pull his nerves, so it's so oh. you you never get used to it because it's constantly <clears throat> changing and resting. Yeah, um, <laughs> it is kind of horrible. That that's that's yeah that's horror because if you put your I don't know it's not that if you put yourself in that situation you it's obviously if you were in that situation you'd feel terrible yeah. how else to put it but I feel like that gore element is important for a Halloween movie. Mm-hmm. Talking of Halloween movies, I don't want to talk about this too long. But I saw there is a new there is a new Halloween movie in cinemas now. Oh really? Uh, yeah, you know it's Halloween. It's called Halloween. Yeah, I've I've heard I've heard the series. Well, we've talked about it before because this is the third one of the new trilogy. Mm-hmm. You had the one in I think twenty eighteen, and it was just called Halloween, and that was a really good movie, self contained, had a good ending. Uh, it was about uh, I think it. The character's called Laurie, uh, who is, um, yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis in the original movie. She's the the heroine. She's the one who survives at the end of the original movie. And then they, and then, you know, after the original movie came out, there were loads and loads and loads of sequels, some of which were quite good, some of which were quite bad. But the new movie, which came out in 2018, completely retconned all those and said none of those happened. Mm-hmm. So it was a direct sequel to the original, but based like 30 years later. Right. So I've just we- typed in Halloween on Wikipedia and it's come up with the actual All Hallows Evening. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's not what I wanted. <laughs> so yeah, the original, so the, the first of the new ones was just Jamie Lee Curtis as an older woman. She was certain that Michael Myers would come back, but no one believed her. And she had been training her whole life and she lived out in the middle of nowhere and she had a shotgun and a booby-trapped house. It was a bit like Home Alone, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really good. And then after that one came out, they said that they were going to turn it into a trilogy, uh, which could have been good, I think. 
But then the second one, which came out a year or two afterwards, was really quite bad. Yeah. It didn't really do much. It didn't go anywhere, and it was a bit stupid. Uh, and it was based on the same on the same night after the events of the first one. Right. Okay. So it was like a direct sequel. And then the yeah. third one was also was going to follow in again immediately afterwards. But then, and did did the third co- one happen? Uh, well, the third one's just come out, and it's called Halloween Ends. Um, yeah. But because of COVID. They've changed their minds and instead they've based it five years after the original or something like that. Right. So that brings us up to the new one, Halloween Ends. Uh-huh. Or does it? So... Well, it, it's Hollywood money says no. Well, when you start watching it, the f- opening sequence, the opening scene, the opening five minutes or whatever, are really good. Uh, quite tense and something quite disturbing happens. Mm-hmm. And you think, oh, this is gonna, this might be quite a good movie, and then it's all downhill from there. Considering it's a Halloween movie, Michael Myers is almost not in it at all. Okay, it's he, he's sort of an afterthought. Do the um, plot lines just are there? Are there lots of plot lines that just go nowhere? It, it sort of focuses on this new character who's introduced in this movie. We've not seen him in the rest of the three movies. Mm-hmm. It sort of focuses on him, and. Most of the time, you're wondering why, because it's not. If it was a standalone movie, it could it could have worked, because it's sort of about the development how how a serial killer could develop, come into okay. being. But you're yeah. you're there to watch a Halloween movie. You're there to watch Michael Myers. Yeah, you don't go want to out watch stabbing a some people. Movie that follows the life of a young serial killer. And you want to watch Jamie Lee Curtis, and that's how they've advertised it. They've said that it's Jamie Lee Curtis's and Michael Myers' big final showdown, mm. um, and it's not really it's like there's a bit of nothing. it's not there's a bit of that in there. But most of the movie, Michael Myers is sort of a neutered character. He, he's not really in it, and when he is in it, he's kind of pathetic. Right. Which, you know, <laughs> it's just rubbish. It's not what you want <laughs> from a Halloween movie, and. It, it could have been done interestingly, maybe, but just because what, it's a... so in in the same vein as like um uh so we sort of critiqued um Candyman and yeah. it's easy to give it a score and just go you know like put it in a box somewhere and say okay that's that but what would you do differently? To the final Halloween, how would you have fixed it? How would I have fixed it? Yeah, I want to. I want to see the mind <laughs> of uh, Seb at work. One word: mm-hmm. aliens. It, what introduce <laughs> them? That <laughs> <laughs> uh, have uh, well, pumpkins for heads. One, one of the so the original Halloween and even the 2018 one. One of the things that makes it good is there's a lot of tension. You're always worried that Michael Myers, he could come out of nowhere. He seems invincible, you know, et cetera, et cetera. In the new one, there's absolutely no tension mm-hmm. ever at all in the movie. Um, you know, there's a few deaths and stuff, but you just don't care about them. So the first thing you'd have to do is you'd have to make Michael Myers the main character. And the other thing is in 2018 movie... Jamie Lee Curtis's character is basically suffering severe PTSD from the original mm-hmm. movie. And that's why mm-hmm. she's become this recluse. Um, in this third movie, 
all of that seems to be forgotten and she's just writing a book about it. Okay. And she just seems happy and she's moved back to the suburbs and it's only been a couple of years. Two and years. They, it's only yeah, it's only been two or three years and they sort of know that Michael Myers is possibly still out there, but she just doesn't seem bothered. So yeah. I'd probably make her a bit more of a central character. Mm-hmm. Make her a bit more um, badass like she was in the 2018 version. Yeah. And... Just make it more like a traditional Halloween movie. Have Michael Myers going out, doing some gruesome kills. And one of the mm-hmm. good things, in, in the 2018 one, they did this long tracking shot, single take, of Michael Myers just sort of going around, stabbing people. Nice. And that was yeah. quite effective. <laughs> so I'd like to see some more of that. It was just a long tracking scene. I mean... Are we quite disturbed? You know, like, what? what is it about? This is so strange. <laughs> it's you want just, to uh, see him walking around stabbing people. Horror movies work because you get to watch them sat on your sofa. Yeah. yeah. And you're safe. It's like going right. on a roller coaster. You know that you're safe, but you enjoy but the thrill of it. Your, your if there is an actual tri- murderer... Tricked into thinking that there's danger. Yeah. If, if, if you... An actual murderer came into my house. I'd, I'd probably not enjoy that very much. No, no, I, I can't imagine. Um, so okay, so to fix Halloween, right? I would say <laughs> well, I don't know. Even even though yeah. I haven't seen it, I imagine the first two, they're sort of similar settings, um, in the suburbs, and what would be cool is. When you have a series like this, uh, um, often you you have to look for a way to make it, to refresh the ideas somehow. And so what you could do is the character at the end of the second one has PTSD for sure. And that leads her to mistakenly kill someone um, who looked a bit like Mike Myers right at the end. You know, and there's a there's <laughs> yeah. some hot, you know, like a. The end of the movie is depressing because she's now being imprisoned, for yeah. an honest mistake, and that's a that's quite a, you know, a cool end for a horror movie where it's like no, the innocent person is not they, really safe. They do kind of do this in the second movie though. They they wrongfully, uh, in, oh. in the second one they, it's about mob mentality and they kill the wrong person. Ah, uh, okay. Well, imagine, but, though, that she... Also, you have to one, say Michael Myers, because if you just say Mike Myers, it makes you think of that. <laughs> the comedian. Yeah, that's right. That. Yeah. So, right, now Mike Myers is in the third one. <laughs> um, now, imagine that she goes to prison and Michael Myers appears in prison and there's a whole sort of new setting that she has to deal with. Maybe she's trying... to. Maybe there's like a horrible setting where she's actually locked herself into a cell and he can't get in. So he's just like outside the cell waiting for her. Um, and yeah, that would be that'd be quite tense. Mm-hmm. If what the, what they really needed to do to fix the movie, because it felt like the director just didn't care or the writer mm-hmm. or whoever. They should have just brought new people in. And the sad thing is, so it's David Gordon 
David Gordon Green as director, and it was co-written by Danny McBride. I recognise that name. The, the comedy actor. Um, so they've done these two movies, and yeah. David Gordon Green has now been confirmed he's directing a remake, or a, you know, I don't know what you call it, like a follow-on of The Exorcist. A, a rehash? Well, it's like, because 2018's Halloween wasn't a remake, it was a sequel to the original. Oh, okay. But, you know, different. So, yeah, that's what he's doing with The Exorcist. I really like The Exorcist. I love It's one of my favourite movies of all time. It's good. And it's sad that, you know, I hope he does a good job, but they've already announced that it's going to be a trilogy. Oh, no. That's, (laughs) That's worrying. I mean... <sighs> okay, the Exorcist so, doesn't need an update, if you ask me. It's never, ever, ever going to be as... It's never going to go as far as the original one, I don't think. Right. Okay, well, okay. I'll I'll let you know something important. So, in in the last couple of months, Charlotte and I have started watching what I would call a true horror. Okay. Um... It's the, the the way I described it. Uh, so we finished season one, and um, you know I thought, okay, well let's let's leave it there. You know, um, season one is quite quite good. And Charlotte said, oh no, I I want to watch season two as well. And right then, I, you know, the way I described it to her is like, okay, we're on we're on a train to horror. Um, this train <laughs> starts off in a great station. You know, you've got first-class service. Everything, everything is in its place, um, and you can't put anything wrong. Um, maybe, maybe it comes out the station a little bit too slow. The train, but you know, you've got a wonderful train, great scenery, lots of great characters on the train. It's just that I know, and everyone knows, the destination. That the yeah the the train tracks you know when it goes over the bridge in the seventh season it just falls into a pit um and the train is just destined for horror uh and uh so yeah so we're now on the second season of game of thrones oh (laughs) (laughs) you should watch yeah game of thrones is good you know up to about season four and then it's okay and then it's terrible but the whole, the trajectory is just... I thought you were going to say you've been watching an actual horror series. I was excited then because I was wondering what it might be. No, I know, I know. Um, but I thought, I thought I couldn't pass up on that joke. I think you are getting more into horror there because you used to be totally against it and now you... I, I am. I think nothing can be as bad as Midsummer. I think that actually traumatised me in some way. <laughs> but, um, I mean, you were talking about... Candyman earlier not being actually scary. Midsummer's yeah. not scary. Oh no! So Midsummer's not scary. It's disturbing. Very. And the thing is, with moving images, as opposed to books, um, I find them they can be scarier. And someone else might say, "No, no, no." Um, you know, your imagination. Uh, playing with your own imagination can actually be scarier. But I sort of feel differently about that. Like, let's say you're a young child 
and you read about some horrible thing in the news, you can't picture what's happening because mm-hmm. um, you don't have a you know a frame of reference. You haven't experienced that thing in real life, so it's not quite as as terrifying. Now imagine that you're a kid. You're interested in history, and you read about torture devices and uh, all oh, the Vikings used to do this thing called uh, a, uh, a bloody eagle. Is it called a uh, spread eagle? Uh, right. Um, which is where they stretch someone out. Yeah. So they they sort of stretch someone out um, with their hands tied and their legs tied. So you're in a star formation. Um, and then they cut you open from the back, reach Oof, into your back and pull out your lungs. <laughs> and imagine that you're a child. While you're alive. In a his- his- yeah, while you're alive. Imagine you're a child reading that in a history book. You're like, oh, yeah, that's gross. Ugh. Now, imagine that you you actually watch it on screen. Like, that's the kind of difference um, that horror can have like movies have over books it's like even if you read it if you're not yeah. if you've never if you don't have a frame of reference it's not qu- quite as terrifying but if you actually see it it's revolting and midsummer shows that happening on screen <laughs> except it's they've put flowers in the person's eye sockets so he looks beautiful and there's really nice music so it's like makes you feel sick because what you're feeling doesn't go with what's on screen it's yeah. it's like it's like eating a toilet cake urinal that's been covered in chocolate it's <laughs> it's oh. it's not the most disturbing film i've ever watched but it is okay up there martyrs yeah. is arguably a bit more yeah a bit worse yeah. Um, in, if you want some Good evening and welcome to the 1933 Tribe O'Clock Wireless Radio Telegraph News where we bring you the latest news exactly as it was 84 years ago This time we bring you the origins of G.I. Joe Originally G.I. Joe went by the name Joe and worked alongside Marie Curie in 1933. Together, they invented radiation, and with it, a host of new imaging capabilities. It became so popular, in fact, that people at fairgrounds would request photographs of their inferior mortal coils, or skeletons, which is a term that has long been out of fashion. These photographs, known as X-Rondas, or X-rays, depending on the gender of the photographer, quickly became the norm, and quite boring as people used them to measure the length of their feet bones for properly sizing shoes. But Joe, displeased with his share of the royalties, invented a new way to photograph soft tissue. These were used to find blockages in people's anuses or other problems in their gastrointestinal tracts. Since the name X-Ray was already in use and heavily copyrighted, it made sense to refer to these photographs as gastrointestinal Joes. And henceforth, we have the alarmingly popular children's toy called G.I. Joe, 
based specifically on this money-grubbing individual. What's more, G.I. Joe toys have since been upgraded and are still being used to investigate the intestinal tracts of individuals some 80 years after their final fairground ride. My, and I can still remember my first G.I. Joe now. What a showstopper that was. Thank you for listening to the 1933 Tripe O'Clock Wireless Radio Telegraph News. Brought to you by the Haltonwald.com Association for Real, Authentic, 100% Historically Accurate Audio Library Technicians. I, I, I've, I've not really been keeping up with watching movies or any horrors recently or doing anything. Um, but a good horror movie, just making, just because we're looking at each other on a camera. Mm. Um, I think I recommended this last year, but I don't think you ended up watching it. It's a movie called Host, which was oh, made yeah. over COVID times. And it was made remotely with all the people in different locations just using their webcams like this and it's uh good i recommend it yeah like okay. found footage found footage daily yeah i i i suspect that the found footage things are going to really <laughs> really disturb me i um, still find to this day blair witch project is you know one of the, the scariest movies i've ever seen yeah i i I think those kind of movies that involve have stuff you seen happening Blair, off screen? No, no, oh. I haven't. You should. Uh, you it's, know, it's old. It's day. It is old, but it's exactly like you just said because it was so low, low budget, and there's loads of little. I can't really. I don't want to say anything to spoil it. But yeah, yeah. You should. You should watch it. Yeah, I. I would like to watch it, but with a good screen and a good sound system. I want to traumatize myself a little bit, you know, properly. Yeah, it's quite uh, short I, and it's quite low quality as well. You know, it's filmed on pretty amateurish equipment. Yeah. No, it sounds good. I, I'll, I'll muster up the courage um, and watch that at some. It point. might, it might be nothing to you. Uh, I'm, I'm, I like in, it. I'm inclined to watch it with someone else. I'm going to drag Charlotte into it. Yeah, uh, get Charlotte in. On it. <laughs> Charlotte actually really likes dark things. She listens to a lot of heavy techno and dark soundscapes and yeah she seems like the type <laughs> yeah 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 i just i wanted to ask you you mentioned uh you might oh, a, have another horror movie sorry just two two okay. more two more recommendations yeah well if you uh, haven't or or should we switch to a game let me just do two i'm not going to talk about okay. this for a long time but okay a movie i've been wanting to rewatch recently uh it follows have you seen that one no i haven't that's good. That plays on what I was talking about earlier with Halloween and tension. Mm-hmm. That movie has constant tension in it. It's basically... Every time you turn around, something is there. No, it's something which only you can see is constantly, no matter where you are, walking towards you. Mm. Moving towards you. And to you, it just looks like a person. Just a normal right. person. But they're walking directly at you and no one else can, can see, see them, them. Um, that and the movies like a reframing of PTSD maybe and it's and it starts off and the movie starts off and it kind of shows you what this 
thing is capable of. And so the rest of the movie, you've got that in the back of your mind. Mm-hmm. And so as the movie goes on, every time you see someone like walking towards the camera that the character perhaps doesn't notice, you don't know whether it's the thing that's following her or not. Yeah. And it's quite good. It sounds, maybe it doesn't sound that good to describe it, but it, it, it it's a good movie. And, um, oh yeah. The, not, the Mario not, movie? Not strictly a horror. <clears throat> Sort of 90% of it is a Western, and then the last quarter of an hour, it just sort of goes a bit off the rails, and it's very disturbing. Um, Bone Tomahawk. Oh, did we... We started watching it, and we got about halfway through it, and then... Yeah. Why did we turn... Was it because the pizzas arrived? (laughs) Yeah, we got tired of them. (laughs) Yeah. Or maybe we didn't have quite a good quality... Maybe. Uh... Thing. I actually that's remember good. starting to watch that. Yeah. yeah, Kurt Russell in a western. I mean, it's great. Cool. Yeah. And then the end that of it good. is just—it's got one of the most disturbing deaths I've ever seen. Great. <laughs> oh, so to to jump on the end of that, Kurt Russell was in a. Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about the board games and where they're going. Give people oh, yeah. a, a short update. Um. So, Kurt Russell was in a movie called The Thing. Um, yes. And I've tried to make a card game, a very, very oh. short card game, which involves a hidden traitor. Cool. Um, so, uh, each person uh, plays as a ro- has a role at the beginning of the game, but no one knows who's, who it is. And it's based on The Thing. So, if you're in a room with this person, um, you'll be infected. And you have these cards that you swap and secretly look um, and then t- uh, um, give back to those players. Um, it's a very, very short game. And yeah, I've been working on it with uh, some other people, just helping me with the, the, the development of it, playtesting it. Um, th- that, that at the moment, I think, has the title of The Horrible Thing from Outer Space. But <laughs> if you can think of a better name that's probably not copyrighted uh (laughs) then yeah please please suggest it um i've also have a game called birds fish snap uh that i've been working on and that's quite close to just being done in terms of the rules um hoping to uh to do some artwork myself for that one i think uh yeah, stay tuned. I'll put some stuff on the old Instagram. I'm gonna, and I'm going to change the artwork to probably be more along the lines of frogs. Frogs. Samurai. Cool. Yeah, sa- samurai frogs. Samurai frogs. Classic. Mm-hmm. Nice. Sounds good. Look forward to playing some of them. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to come visit. With a little baby sat in the corner. Yeah. Being annoying. Oh. <laughs> I give them the cards. They can be yeah. a dealer. Coolio. Okie dokie. Okay, so I, I th- it's possible you can imagine a question based on the game. And I'll I'll start it off. I only have one question. Uh, okay. but the game is guess the movie. Oh. Uh, based based on this description. So the description is the movie in reverse. Is this going to be Halloween, Halloween horror themed? I well, no, it's my, okay. Well, we'll yeah, g- but if you can, like, 
shoehorn a Halloween film into into okay. your your question. You um, want me to come um, up with one? Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll. Uh, but I'll, oh, I'll you give go you an first, example. So, I get a... so, um, so it's the movie being described in reverse. Yep. A dinosaur comes out of the ocean and is just very kind-hearted and puts a city in ruins back together again. Yeah, I've got it. Got yeah, it. yeah, that's that's an easy one. Do you want to keep going? Did, have you thought about this for a long time? I don't want to... If you've got a big, long thing you want to say, I don't want to... No, 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 that, that, that's it, that's it. it. It's Godzilla. Okay. A man is um, far too powerful in life and... Uh, decides he wants to you know shed his power he wants to live like a normal person um and so he uh he sort of gives away his powers after uh after being plugged into a computer matrix <laughs> it's too <laughs> obvious it's too obvious <laughs> okay oh it's quite hard a bear comes into town and everyone slowly gets nastier. Oh. <laughs> Paddington. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love Paddington. Yeah. I still haven't seen that. Oh, come on, Alan. That's a good Halloween movie. Yeah, yeah. Especially Paddington, in reverse. Paddington 2 is probably better. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Okay. This one's going to be obvious, but... A man, a man is fixing a boat on a tropical beach with his friend. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> have you got it already? <laughs> I, I have, I have got it. Yeah, but do, do, should we continue with the? Uh, and then, and then decides of... to, to decides to crawl through uh, a sewer <laughs> <laughs> to get into prison. Back into prison. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess that was kind of obvious. <laughs> Yeah, Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, how about a man takes bullets out of a tank um, <laughs> uh, uh, and um, makes sure that uh, this young boy or man, I should say, is, you know, the last of his family and he puts him back into war. <laughs> Same private right. <laughs> it's too we got, obvious. Oh, you, we gotta, gotta, you, gotta, you gotta use more um yeah smaller plot points. Language. Yeah. A man takes off his makeup and becomes more sane. Joker? Yeah. <laughs> two two short people. Two short people go on a really long walk. They start off a bit dirty, but eventually they meet up with their friends and then they end up <laughs> back home. Uh, yeah, I was like, mm, wait, are you talking about us? Uh, uh, yeah, that's Lord of the Rings. That's, yeah. a, very long, that's a very long walk. Um, <laughs> yeah, it is a long walk. A man, after discovering who his father is, runs away to the furthest location he can. Ooh, well, I assumed it was um, Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, All right. I've I've got some final a small piece of news as well. Okay, um, hit me. Next week, uh, I'm starting work at a Japanese restaurant uh, as a Ooh. as a ramen chef. Oh, as a chef. Uh, well, they're going to train me up. They're going to train Ooh. me up. Yeah, I had my trial shift this week. Did you enjoy um, it? I did. It's fast, fast work. Fast paced. Yeah. Yeah, but it was well fun. It was. Uh, well yes. fun. Yeah, spinning the noodles for ten seconds, and then putting it in a bowl is you know, and trying to do the multiple noodles at the same time. Ooh, that's making me hungry, actually. It was really tasty as well. Very good. Do you get to eat? Yeah, uh, they, they give you lunch. Yeah. Do they? they give you lunch. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. So I might put pack on the pounds. Nice. Good job, buddy. Right, well, I have to get going. All right. I have to go and help my beautiful wife choose a phone. Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, so, everybody, thank you very much for listening. If you'd stuck it out to the end, I, I am grateful and surprised. <laughs> yeah, So sorry we... Uh, well, I'm not that sorry. Actually, I'm not sorry at all because, um, <laughs> you know, screw you. But um, we'll try and do it more regularly, you know. Yeah, we haven't we haven't given up. No, 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 and I have a lot of fun making it. So, all right, very good. Bye, everyone. Take care, Alan. Bye, bye, bye.